How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at TeachHoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 190 of Coach Unplugged. I'll get that out. <clears throat> Glad you're joining us on this hopefully beautiful Wednesday fall day where, wherever you're listening to us. A um, couple things on this episode. First of all, um, we're going to be talking to Jefferson Mason. Um, we'll put his resume down below and you, you can read it. He's a well-renowned trainer and basketball player and coach, and um, we're going to learn a lot of great things. But before we get started, I want to give a big shout out to our, our sponsors at Dr. Dish. Uh, full disclaimer, Dr. Dish are, is sponsoring our podcast um, this week this month, excuse me, and uh, Jefferson Mason does work for Dr. Dish. So I'm just giving a full disclaimer here at the beginning. But um, again, I would not have a product or a sponsor of something I did not believe in or I didn't personally own, and I own two Dr. Dishes. Um, but if you've not heard about them, they are a shooting machine company. Um, I believe, and, 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 and someone's listening, I think they can tell me, but I believe the big conglomerate is Airborne Athletics. And I, at being a volleyball coach, I do think they have volleyball materials too. But what I love is their, is their shooting machine um, and now their training management system in which you can use the phone to run the system and have workouts and stuff. So if you have any questions on, on Dr. Dish, just let me know and I can definitely help you out or I can put you in touch with the, with the proper people. Um, that's the first thing. Second thing is make sure you subscribe and like. We would really appreciate that. And the last thing is make sure that you go over and check out um, teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial, um, especially with the season starting. I can't imagine a, a better time to join our, our basketball community. So let's get over, let's get over to the podcast before, uh, before I lose you here. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll have a great discussion with, uh, with Jefferson about basketball hoops, training, all those great things. So off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. 
I have Coach Mason, who is also a Midwesterner, so he can truly appreciate the miserable winners we have here in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> that that at some point in my life I'm going to avoid. Um, and he he's from many he's from the Minnesota Minneapolis area, so he has it much worse than I do in Wisconsin, um, Southern Wisconsin. <laughs> but uh, Coach Mason, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, and then I'm going to have you kind of describe your basketball journey to all the listeners of Coach Unplugged. And then we'll dive into talking hoops. All right. Well, first off, I just want to say thanks for uh, having me. It's it's uh, definitely a pleasure. And and like you said, yeah, uh, these these uh, Midwest winters can be pretty tough. But I don't know if Wisconsin is any better better than Minnesota. Um, I don't know. Where, where my journey starts. Well, where my journey starts is uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So that's uh, you know where I was born and raised, and and now I live now. But um, you know, I was fortunate enough uh, after high school to, to earn a Division One uh, scholarship to play at Northern Colorado in the Big Sky. Uh, spent a couple of years there playing basketball before deciding to transfer back home to uh, Minnesota State Mankato, uh, which is probably about an hour outside of the, the cities. Um, had a great two years there, really great coaching staff. Um, our team uh, both years were, were very successful. My senior year, we ended up going to uh, the Division II Final Four. Um, and because of that, um, you know, successful season, um, you know, I, I put up some decent numbers. I was, I was able to get a lot of individual awards. Um, you know, I was named All-American by uh, three different sources, um, All-District, All-Conference. Um, I was um, in the running for National Player of the Year. Um, so very fortunate to, to get a lot of the individual accolades. But uh, for me, I think um, the, the team Final Four in, in the season, you know, that we had my senior year was, um, you know, one of one of my, my greatest achievements. Uh, fast forward a little bit from there. Which is, um, hold on, Coach. Know, so, which think, is something – one thing, Coach. So for all the, all the listeners, it's like that's something – I tell my guys – you know, I coach Wesley Matthews plays for the Mavericks. He still talks about a state championship run when he was in high school. It's like, it's something yeah. special when you can do that with a group of people. Um, it's hard for non non coaches and non players to really understand kind of how special that, that is. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but um, yeah. Yeah. No, de no, definitely. I mean, um, you know, you, you can average 25 points a game individually. Right. I mean, getting All-American is, is, is the highest award that you can get, and that means a lot, don't get me wrong, but right. the journey of yeah. having a successful season, the ups and the downs and the battles and the team camaraderie and the successes you come out of that is an indescribable feeling because it takes more than just one person. It takes, you know, you to be selfless. It yep. takes you to be a great teammate, work hard, um, and for me, I was fortunate enough to, to have a good high school career with, uh, you know, some really great guys. Um, and then transitioning into high school uh, or into college, um, you know, something likewise. So those memories, I mean, when I when I go back to, you know, my old stomping grounds or I talk to people, the first thing that they bring up for me is always the final four run or remembering right. watching us play. Yes. And, you know, people will say, hey, I know that you were a great individual player, but they remember the team success and the team success is what will last, you know, in the memory books the longest for everybody. So um, the enjoyment that I had with, you know, seeing guys, um, you know, be successful and win and trust the process and enjoy the, the run that we made and what it did for the city and what it did for the school, um, it's an indescribable feeling. I mean, if, if we had a terrible year and I had good numbers and whatnot, 
that feeling only lasts for so long and people don't really remember that. Right. But because we played so well together and we were fun to watch and we did things the right way, you know, we made a lasting impression on a lot more people. Yeah, it's it's um it's the closest if anybody's watched like the movie Band of Brothers or anything like that. I'm not describing sports as far as going to war, but it's almost like it's it's sim that bond you get with playing sports is similar to the bond you get with you know when you're in the military and those kind of things. It's it's um it's it's very similar in the sense that you you have a, a share what I refer to it as is a shared experience. We always talk about that in our program. It's 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 what makes it special. So all right, so what happened oh, yeah. after your coaching career? Very after your playing career. Um, excuse me. So after so um so essentially um I got an opportunity after um college to go play professionally. So my first year I played um in Germany in Pro Eight Germany for a team called uh Paderborn Web Mobile Baskets. Um so I spent the year there. Um the following year um worked out with the Timberwolves, had a great opportunity to go there and and, uh, you know, play into to preseason and, and try to make a roster. From there, I was drafted in the NBA D-League by the Dallas Mavericks um, uh, right in October, November-ish area and played down there for several months before going back over to Europe. Um, ended up playing in Europe and Romania, Turkey, Luxembourg, Germany, um, you know, Kurdistan, all over the place for about four or five years. Um, and then decided that, you know, I wanted to, to dive into something a little bit different. I've been playing basketball my entire life. Um, still love the game like no other, but I knew that, um, you know, some other opportunities might open up. And I always wanted to use basketball um, as a platform. I always wanted to use basketball um, as a stepping stone almost to doing something else. It, it wasn't something that completely defined me as a person. Um, I gave it all that I had, but it, it wasn't, it never consumed me and it never defined me as a person. Uh, so, you know, when I was about 27, 28 years old, I decided that I kind of wanted to make a change and I didn't know what it was. Um, and luckily for me, I had made a lot of great connections through basketball um, right. and a lot of wonderful people. Um, and so after basketball, um, how Dr. Dish happened, essentially, um, pretty cool story. Um, our, our marketing manager over there, uh, Nick Bartlett is his name. Um, he was actually one of the coaches and directors with me with the Minnesota Timberwolves link. So every summer I would come back and I would direct player camps, um, you know, coaching clinics yep. all over the Midwest with the Timberwolves and Lynx. I mean, he was a guy that worked there as well. So we, we created, um, you know, a great bond and, and uh, became friends. And, and fast forward, you know, five years or, or whatever it is. So forward, um, an opportunity opened up with Dr. Dish. They were looking for, um, you know, a guy of my characteristics of, of you know, my skill level, um, you know, maybe expertise, if you want to call it that. Um, and he reached out to me and it was all she wrote. And, and now I've been on board with Dr. Dish for a couple of years. So. so explain to me where Dr. Dish is. And then for the people that are listening, because literally we have people all over the world listening. So explain what Dr. Dish is and then explain where they're located and kind of how it works. Well, Dr. Dish, we're located in Bloomington, Minnesota, which is right outside of uh, our main city, Minneapolis. Uh, well, Dr. Dish is um, a basketball shooting machine. So we sell um, our Dr. Dish Rebel Pro and All-Star, three different levels of uh, automatic shooting machine. Um, we're the progressive leaders in the market with analytics and numbers. Um, you know, with our shooting machines, we've, we've kind of taken the world by storm by adding, um, you know, NBA player workouts. Um, and really changing the way players train. train. Um, nowadays, the three-point shot shooting is, is a premier skill in the NBA. And obviously, with our shooting machines, you can work on your shot 
um, and get maximize your reps. But what we right. did is we said, hey, we want to take our machines uh, and we want to accelerate player development. So what we did is we added in some technology and basically now allow coaches, trainers, and players to create profiles in our training management system. And then with that, uh, you know, create workouts and design workouts around specific player weaknesses and strengths. So now you can really dial down to what your players do well, what they don't do well. You can build out workouts for them on our network, on our system, using our machines, and you can have these players go through and track all of their stats. So now you're able to see what they're doing in the off season. You're able to see what they're doing in the preseason. You're able to get in extra work and maximize your time on the court using our shooting machine. And with that, you're training game life. As you know, on the basketball court, if, if, if you get into the gym and you're training and you're throwing up shots, you're moving the spot to spot slow, or you're not doing it like you would in the game, you're not training hard, then when you get to the game, that translates. And so what we said is, hey, we want a shooting machine to get up a lot of reps, but we also want players to train the right way. We want them to train hard, make cuts the way they would, catch the basketball at the tempo that they would, move around like they would in a natural game setting so that that translates over. And that's what we did with our machines. Right. I, I, and, and we, we've had, we've had a doctor dish for a long time. We have one of the old ones that, um, that, uh, you could pull away and it was like literally the size of a small truck. It seemed like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you've seen the older ones, but anyway, so oh, we yeah. saw it and it's still working. It's still working. It's like, it's, it, it's like, it's plugging like, along. yeah, it's plugging along and, and we didn't trade it in cause it, I, I, I like a little bit the way the angles work, but anyway, um, so then we got a new one. I was telling Nick this. I, we got a new one like six months ago, maybe a little less than that. And um, yeah. we got the middle one. So that would be the pro, I believe. Um, yes. And so I reached out to Nick. I said, this thing is awesome in the sense that it, it can track. So my my son's still in bed. What time is it? It's like 930 on a Sunday morning. But in the next hour or so, we'll be in the gym and he'll get his, he'll get his phone out and you know, I, we, we do, we, we do initial warm up off the machine and then we'll, he gets on the, um, I think streak shooting is the first one he does just to kind of get in his rhythm. And then we start doing his workouts. It's, it, I yeah. mean, he's taught, he, his arms are like ready to fall off after about <laughs> 35 minutes. So right. that's, what's wonderful about, I just tell Nick, that's, what's wonderful about the machine is we can do everything we need to do and we can actually condense it into his life. Cause he's basketball doesn't define him either. But he wants to do right. other things, and that's great. That's the kind of son I want to raise. But he, but now we can get the workout done that maybe would have taken an hour and a half. Now it can take thirty-five minutes because we can get in, we can get the work done, we can go home. It's kind of thing. Um, but the analytics. Right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a stats teacher. I'm an AP. I teach stat high school. So I've taught stats for twenty years. So the analytics and I can figure out where he's shooting well and where he's not shooting well, and all that stuff is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, th those numbers are what's really going to help you. And like you said, yeah. we know that parents, coaches, you know, players, they have a ton of things that they are doing outside of basketball. I mean, you have school, you have work, you know, you have other sports, you have your free time. Um, you know, I've always been a proponent of allowing kids to love the game of basketball right. before you work them to death. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, the, the, the fun factor, the excitement factor with getting in to the gym using a shooting machine being able to track and see your stats on your mobile app push workouts challenge yourself i mean these are exciting things especially for young kids all the way up into pros i mean right. i've worked with these machines with with third graders all the way up to some of the best players in the nba and third and, graders um, the, it's got to be hard for them to get it over the net most third graders i have found it most elementary kids it's harder to get it over the net 
Yeah, you know what? It's always dependent on the. It, it definitely that's true. It's definitely uh, 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 the talent level, and obviously yeah. some grow a little bit faster than others. Um, right. You know, typically I would say if you're in that fifth to sixth yeah. grade yeah. range, yep. it's, it's going to be more than easy for you. Yep. Um, you get a little bit younger. It depends on kind of the skill level, but right. um, you know, everybody enjoys you know you know getting in and, and training with a purpose. Right. Know, if you're getting in the gym and shooting around sometimes and it's just like oh, I'm I'm wasting an hour and a half of my time. But if you get in and you just do something hard and then you see the results of that, it right. doesn't matter if you're a kid, doesn't matter if you're an adult, you're gonna love that. So yeah, I mean and, it's just an amazing system. Well, and I think it's also I always tell like well, we used to track it on Excel and, and all that stuff is fine. You can still do that kind of stuff because you can't always get on the machine. But it's it's I think it's really important to be able to start at point A and, and get to point B and then be able to I mean he's gonna probably get up fifteen to twenty thousand shots over the next over the last four to six months. Um right. which, and he's gonna know that. So there's a psychological part of it. Obviously it's not just doing the shots, but um there's a like you can shoot. This is like yeah, you've done that, you can shoot. Like, you know, right. Um, the percentages yeah. show it, all that kind of stuff. Um so how do you pull this in? How do you pull the, the machine into your practices? So usually what I like to do is is I use the All-Star. I'm fortunate to have the, the All-Star, which is our top-of-the-line model. So essentially with the All-Star, you can really do anything with the machine. Right. Um, yeah. you know, most traditional shooting machines, you can only keep them underneath the hoop. And so yeah. obviously finishing at the hoop, um, post-training, some of that stuff can be difficult. Uh, but what I like to do is, is I, I always start my players off with some ball handling. And, okay. you know, it may sound weird, but with the shooting, the all-star shooting machine, you can swivel the net and push it away. And so I've designed um, quite a few different ball handling workouts based around kind of some of the stuff that um, guys like Steph Curry and, and whatnot do with their trainers. Yep. Um, I just use the dish almost like an additional trainer. And so right. it, it it's helps like a, the player like you know, work on that the the yeah, first machine I have I still use that as in that method but yes it's like it's like having um I refer to it as like a college you know if you ever go to a college practice they have eighty seven thousand managers throwing and picking yeah up. so it's basically like having an extra manager when it can pull away because it can be a passer yeah. it can be because a lot of times for the people listening here sometimes it's dads or moms coaching a youth team. They only have one person, you know, even in a high school, right. you have the head coach and the assistant. Well, this is like giving you a, not another assistant, but it's giving you another manager that can make tosses. It can make passes. It can do all that kind of stuff. I agree. Right. Yeah. And so for me, it just depending on what I'm doing, if it's, you know, if it's an individual player, or a small group, I like to start, I like to switch it up um, just a little bit to give different feels. So sometimes I'll start with the ball handling piece. Uh, because if you work on your ball handling a lot, your arms and shoulders get tired. And then what you see right after that, if you tell a person to get on a free throw line, especially younger players, um, or to go into shooting, you right. can see that their shot sometimes a little bit funky or, or they're not shooting at the, the clip that they usually do. Um, okay. And I like to do that to show them that, hey, you're not always going to step into the gym and just shoot, right? right. You, might, you might be a person that handles the basketball or you might be a person that needs to create a shot. So we got to switch it up a little bit here with our routine of we step in the gym, we get our warm up, it may be shots one day. We step into the gym, we get a warm up, it might be ball handling first. And so right. all these different things affect how your game will be, you know, moving forward, whether it's shooting or your intensity or even your stamina, anything like that. So I right. use the machine Some, for the ball handling. Especially with the players listening, sometimes you'll start, sometimes you'll come off the bench, sometimes you won't get, you won't get your shot for the first three minutes when you're in. Sometimes you get a shot right away. That's why you got to train all those. 
it, that, and it's difficult. Sometimes I tell I tell my starters it's easier to start than come off the bench. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're you've done the warm up. You go right out. You're you know. So that's why you got to train a little bit of everything because you don't know where you're going to fall in that spectrum of you know minutes or all that kind of stuff. And I think that's really important. And maybe you're off at the beginning of the game and you're not shooting well. Right. The, so you're not you don't you're not in the flow. All that kind of stuff. I think if you want somebody to be good at something, you got to train them to do it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think shooting is obviously one of those things. You were obviously a really good shooter, coach. I was a pretty good shooter in the day. Um, but we were because we trained. It's not because we, you know, played 2K and whatever, you know. It's right. Like we were in right. yeah. shooting, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. One of the hardest things for me um, that I ever had to try, you know, overcome or do was, like you said, I went from, I started, you know, in high school. I, right. You know, once I became a starter, I started in high school. Same thing, college. You know, I had my battles. I eventually became a starter there. Uh, but once I got to my peak, I think skill level, you know, at the end of my college years going into a pro, you know, I, I, for the most part, I was the man. I was a guy that started, I had the right. ball in my hands. I, I started the game in a flow. Yep. And, you know, when I started working with the Timberwolves and I went down and I played in the, the, the NBA D league, my role changed. I went from being the man to now I'm a guy coming off the bench or I'm a guy yes. that doesn't have the ball in my hand. And so that transition of, you know, not being necessarily warm, not necessarily being looked at as a man, you know, I had to be able to make shots when counted on. I had to be able to come off the bench and make a shot. I didn't necessarily always have, you know, 15 minutes of actual time, maybe six minutes of game time to get warm, to get going and all that, because by then I might be coming out the game. And right. so my role was different. And so my training had to be a little bit different for that. Um, and so that's one thing that, you know, a lot of players, you know, if they're starters and they end up starting to come off the bench or if they're bench players and they become starters, those transitions, um, you know, that you don't really think about really do affect you not only mentally, but also skill wise as well. So one of the toughest things I had to overcome was that was going from team to team as a pro and, you know, my role being different and me being able to be successful in that role. Right. And then, uh, so, okay, so let's go back to the training thing. So what do you do? And you, you were, you were talking about what you do at a normal training or getting the, the players ready. So you do some ball handling. Yep, and then I go into the shooting after that. So I always like to sporadically throw in free throws as well in between while they're tired, while their arms are sore, whatever it is, just so that uh, they're never really comfortable or in a rhythm in that sense, um, just like it would be in a game. Now, right. for all my players, when they come in, um, I always do an initial, um, you know, evaluation for them. I talk to their parents. Um, you know, if they're younger, I talk to them. Yep. Um, you know, sometimes I'll ask to watch a little bit of film on them just to see what type of player they are. But I, I want to make sure that what I'm doing is beneficial for them. You know, a lot of trainers will have kids that will come in um, and then they'll just run them through kind of their own same routine and say, hey, this will help out. Well, right. they don't sometimes don't know what the player is good or bad at. They don't know what the player wants to work on. So for me, I always ask, hey, what type of player are you? What player do you want to be? What are right. some things you want to work on? What are truly your strengths and weaknesses? And then from there, what I can do is I can design all those different workouts, you know, through my experience and then also through the, you know, expertise of the machine. And right. then oh, I put a plan forth and then we go. So if it's, you know, shooting is a focus and we'll work on different, um, you know, shooting techniques, footwork techniques, you know, we'll do different workouts so, to get the player moving. And then on the back end, what we do is we say, hey, you know, we shot the ball stationary. 
and this is what we this is what our percentages look like now i had you you know sprinting into your shot and this is what it looks like i had you doing it uh you know a crossover or between the legs into your shot this is what it looked like and we can start to dive in a little bit deeper to where strengths and weaknesses are as a player and then we just keep going from there so i like to build my workouts you know initially on touching on kind of what those strengths and weaknesses are of a player and then what i do is i sprinkle in towards the end maybe the last I want to say, you know, 20 minutes or so, I sprinkle in some things that the player wants to, to be able to do, especially young kids are like, Hey, I want to, you know, I want to do this individual move or I want to do this or do that. And so right. what I want to do is make fun for them and say, okay, what we can do is we can lay the groundwork for what this looks like. I can't right. teach you this specific move in this one instance, but what I can do is give you the groundwork and we'll build on it. You got to yep. go home outside of our training sessions. You got to work your tail off, keep practicing. And then when you come back, we'll add a little bit more. And so then we add different individual one-on-one pieces. We add in situational things that they'll see in the game just so that they'll get comfortable with actually what's happening in the game and it becomes more habitual than anything. And so it's a process. I tell parents all the time, if you, if you bring your kid in here, you know, two, three, four, five times and think that they're going to be Michael Jordan or LeBron James, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to happen. If they're not right. doing work outside of this, it's not going to happen. I can only give, I can only give them the knowledge. I can give them the you're things giving, that they need to do when yeah. they come. You're giving them they're going to maximize the their time. And, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. all it is. You gotta, you gotta take it and you gotta build if you want to become great. And so every player is different. I don't have a cookie cutter, you know, uh, type schedule that I, that I do, you know, I'm, I'm very open and honest with the player and, and, you know, their family, if they're younger, um, and it's about developing a plan on, on wh- where the player wants to go and having fun doing it. So, Right. So, so a couple of takeaways from that, Coach. First of all, I think that's really important for all the coaches and players listening to this about training. You know, it, it, if you go and they just work you out and they haven't, they haven't delved into what you're doing, then that, that, that'd be like you walking into my math class and me giving you calculus when you haven't taken algebra. Any good trainer right. is going to find out where you're at. They're going to take you from where you're at and try to improve you. That's what teachers do. You know, they take you at, at this point here and they try to increase your ability from that point up. You know, a prime example is my right. son. You know, he wasn't super strong six, eight months ago. We took him where he was. We got him, you know, from here to here. You know, he's different than, the, than, than every other kid his age, you know, because, right. you know, he's 16, but he's 16 in how many days? And where is he developmentally? He might not be done developing until he's 25. Who know? Every kid's different. Like, you said some third graders probably can get in the machine. There are probably some seventh graders that aren't strong enough to get it over the net. Right. So every kid's a little right. different in relation to that. I think that's really uh, important. That's the first thing. The second thing is when talking about moves, <laughs> you know, all the stuff you see Steph Curry and LeBron do and all those kind of stuff. I've coached for 30 years. I bet I've seen those moves in a high school varsity highest level in Wisconsin maybe three times you know <laughs> right yeah. you know now does it help your ball handling does it help your yes absolutely but you're not gonna do most of those moves most of the right. time yeah you know they're right. nice they look good on YouTube but they're they're not you know they're not you know they're they're not gonna help you become a better basketball player is what I'm basically trying to say right um you know right. that's where the skill set kind of comes down now you probably see a lot of that Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I got players that will come in. First thing they want to work on is a quad. 
Drupal move and I'm like, hold on, let's pump the brakes here for a second. Right. Uh, we need to take it back to the basics. You know, for me, I wasn't a super flashy player. I think I had maybe three moves that I did in, in and out and then a read in and out cross and then an in and out cross spin. Right. Um, maybe you a crossover. A, a good high and, school player and, needs a good high school player needs two moves. It needs a move and a counter yeah. move. I swear to God, if you get right. a move and a counter move and you're really good at those two things, you're set at high school. Yeah, I mean, that's what I tell that's what I tell players all the time. I mean, they spread themselves out so thin and, and they, they all of a sudden they start to overthink it and they're trying to do all this, you know, circuit stuff. It doesn't work, especially right. at the younger ages. You can't do it. You have to have your base and right. you have to understand, you know, you know, game situations. You know, when I when I get when I train players, the, the one of the, 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 the most knowledge that I can give them or the biggest thing that I can give them is just my experience that I had playing in the game at the high school level, at the college level, even at the pro level, and saying, hey, if this is what you see in the game, here are some opportunities for you. You know, right. if you get past your player here and your defense steps up here, or this is the play that you make, you know, here's an opportunity to score, but here's a play that you can make for a teammate. If your guy's guarding you and this is where their foot is at, this is all you need to do, right? So those little tips, if you want to call it, maybe expert tips, pro tips, whatever you want to call it, come from experience, right? right. Successful experience. And what I can do is I can say, hey, this may work for you. I want you to go try it with your buddies. I want you to go try it in five on five with your friends and work on these simple things and just understand the game a little bit more. Because I right. can give you all the LeBron James moves. I can send you YouTube clips of Steph Curry's moves, Michael Jordan's moves, whoever's right. moves. And that's not going to make you a great basketball player if you can yeah. master that. You got to understand the game. You got to understand what works for you and your Everybody, mind. I hope you're enjoying that as much as I am. Please uh, go down, subscribe, and like. It doesn't take very long on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Um, you know, put five stars in that. Really appreciate it. So that's one way you can give back to us. Um, and keep these podcasts coming. We would really appreciate those. Um, and then go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better, 14-day free trial, videos, practice plans, community, one-on-one -on -one calls, office hours, you name it, we got it. Go over and check it out. Um, back to the podcast. For you and your body, right? right. And then take right. those things that you're comfortable with, and like you said, master them, and then go forward with it. And if you do that, more than likely, you're going to be a, um, you know, you're going to be a, a good basketball player and minimally your coaches are going to understand that, you know, you understand the game and they're going to want you to be on their team or on the court. Right. And the thing is, it's the math teacher in me, but if you do it, how often is that ball? Let's say you play the entire game, which is 32 minutes or 40 minutes at the college level. Let's say you have, you play the entire, how much is that ball actually in your hand? If you're a really, really, right. really good player, it's probably about a minute 20. A minute 30. Right. Time it if you don't believe me. I've seen it. It's crazy. So what you're doing off the ball is 8,000 times more important than what you're doing on the ball, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. 110%. 110%. If you look at you know a team like Golden State, obviously everybody will look at their individual players. But if you take a step back from a coach's perspective um, and not so much a fan perspective, you'll see that they move incredibly without the basketball. Right. You know, when they get it into the pinch post area, elbow, whatever, they got guys cutting, setting back screens. Part of the reason why these guys get open shots or they get, uh, you know, um, uh, an opportunity to score is because they're looking to get other teammates open. And right. when you can get your teammates open, they can get flares, they can get back screens. What it does is it puts pressure on, you know, the other team, the other defenders on the court to, to not help so much. And then if you can get, you know, a foot or two or you can get your – 
defender in an uneven position or an unfamiliar position or an uncomfortable position, then you, it's easier for you to attack because everybody's moving, everybody's setting screens, not everybody's focused in. And that's what happens in the, in the college game, high school game. If, if you have a player that's just holding the ball, going one-on-one, -on -one and everybody's dialed in, it's terrible offense. And also on top of that, you know, the defense is just sitting and watching. But if you got bodies moving all around and defenders worried about their guys coming off, you know, down screens and, and ball screens and back screens, and, you know, you're working with your, your entire team, now instead of just one person being focused on it, it's everybody that you have to worry about. And that's a reason why, you know, the Golden State has skilled players, don't get me wrong, but that's part of the reason why they work is they all understand that, hey, it, it doesn't have to be in – the ball doesn't have to be in my hands all the time. I mean, you look at Clay Thompson, that game he scored – you know, all all those points, I know if it was like 60-some points or whatever, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that he took 11 dribbles. Right. I mean, yes. if you think about that, that's insane. 11 dribbles to score 60-whatever it is, was right. plus points, right. you know, in three quarters. I mean, put that into perspective of some of these kids out here that want to dribble the basketball <laughs> 11 times before they only right. get one shot up. Right. I mean, it's right. insane. They're called pee dribbles. Like, you're just you're just peeing on your pain, on yourself. It's like they're just – you're not going yeah. anywhere. Why, why, are you, why are you dribbling? Um, so how right. do you use the machine to do that? How do you use the, how do you use Dr. Dish? Cause I'm very interested in this from, from my practices of how you use that. Um, how you use the machine to get work on off ball stuff. So what I, what I like to do is, um, you know, we've partnered with, um, Joe Abunasar from, uh, Las Vegas out in impact and he's worked with yep. some of the best of the best in the business. Yep. Um, and a lot of the skill trainers nowadays, you know, they do focus heavily on that individual kind of move one-on-one -on -one type stuff, which, yep. you know, when you get to that, the highest levels, you got to work on some of that stuff. But one thing I like about Joe is he has a lot of multi-cut set things that he does. And okay. so with our machine, we already have pre-programmed drills in which, you know, the player will go through different multi-cut sets. So, and, and it's really cool because they're built around kind of stuff that will happen in the game for, you know, a, a so that's player. Under, that's under Joe. Cause player. I know you have like, I know you have Drew Hanlon. You have all those guys, but that's under Joe's like um, menu on the profile. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's okay. under Joe. So all of them, all the trainers, they have a little bit of a different, you know, feeling or flow to what they do. And that's part of the reason why we started working with all of them is we wanted right to try to cater to all the different type of coaches and players out there. But with Joe, what is great is, you know, a lot of his stuff is based off of movement, you know, whether that's you're coming in kind of on a transition down for a shot and then you're popping back out, you know, for a shortcut to the corner for a, another jump shot, or you're sprinting across the lane and then you're coming off a pin down or you're sliding through the lane and then you're back tailing up to the, the free throw line. A lot of different movements, Okay, that you're going to see moving off of the basketball, whether that's okay. receiving a screen, whether that's cutting without the basketball. So okay. those are the things that I think that like for younger players are very, very beneficial. And what we do from there is we just build different workouts and set different goals for the players. So on there, I have different type of goals where, you know, I have these kids running through multi-cuts and what they'll do is they'll have to hit a streak of it or I'll have them go through a certain amount of time or I'll have them do a certain amount of takes. And so we're just challenging them in different ways so that we can get their brain flowing and, and, and competitively challenge them as well. But then also teaching them, hey, this is the movements that you're going to get or see in the game. And these are the shots that you're going to have to get used to in twerking your body, moving from side to side or your different footwork that you may see or how you may catch the basketball from a teammate and receive that pass. So all those things are extremely valuable because those are things that, like I said, you're going to see in a game. And if you don't ever train it, 
you get to that situation, you're not going to be comfortable. You may not even take the shot. You may not even do that motion or that movement. And if you don't do that, you're limiting yourself as a player. So, Ken, okay, so I just, as you were talking, I pulled up the, the team management thing, and I'm looking at Joe's thing. So he's got, like, corner-to-corner, backpedal, trail series, blah, blah, blah. So can these all be run with all three doctor dishes, or do you have to have a specific? Yep, so, yep. Okay. So if you, if you have um, our pro or our all-star model, we consider those our, our smart models. Yeah. Um, and all of the workouts on there, you're able to push. Now, the, there's, uh, there are several workouts that are on there where the shooting machine is away from the basket. And right. our all-star, which is our top of line that has a swivel net, um, yeah. those workouts you can only really do with that machine. But all the other workouts, which is the majority of them, you can do with our pro or our all-star. Right. And what that means is the coaches and the trainers, they can go on um, and, and suggest those workouts. They yep. can create the workouts themselves and send it to the player. And the player on their mobile app, they'll be able to see the video. They'll be able to see the, the pro tips, the details on what they need to do. And they simply press a button, and all of those different drills within that workout are programmed onto the machine. So the player doesn't have to do anything but get in there, work hard, and make shots. And then right. on the back end, like I said, all those stats are saved for the player to see how they did. And then their coaches or their parents or whoever the, 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 the person that's following up with them, they'll be able to see those numbers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, I, I, that's what I love about it. It's like I can I, – I, I pull up my son. He's like 61% from this side of the court, and he's you know 56 from that side of the court. It's like I can see what he needs to work on. But I, what I like is – so how, how would I know if, I, if it needed to be pulled away? Would it be on the – would there be some sort of indicator of that, or would it be in the, like, little picture yep. – Cause I like how you, yep, so I with, like how you give a demonstration, you give a, what I liked about it was, okay, so all of a sudden I see all these workouts when I load it up and it's like, oh crud, what is this? And then you open the workout out and there's like a paragraph, like I pulled up backpedal trail series and it says in this first shooting drill, the player will shoot on the right wing sprinting in blah, blah, blah. And it will explain what it is. And then it will give me a diagram of where the shots are going to be, um, which I really like a and lot. Then if it, and then the other thing, too, is, is if you look into it, it'll say click uh, watch video. And there's actually a video associated with it as well. So you'll actually see players going through it live. Oh, my God, too. I didn't so, see that. I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay, so that button needs to be yellow or red or something because I did not <laughs> see that. No, I'm dead serious. I never oh. saw the watch video thing. Okay. Yeah, um, no, that's big time. So that's one of the coolest parts about it is now you have Joe Abundasar himself. You have Drew Hanlon himself. You have, you know, Jefferson Mason, myself. They're actually talking you through it and telling you what you need to do. And these are the same tips that these guys are giving, you know, Bradley Bill, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid and all that good stuff. These are the, these are the fine details of how to make these, you know, these moves or where to run on these multi-cut sets. They're the ones telling you face to face on that. So that's another cool feature to show the player what they need need to do and what they're learning. But as far as where the Dr. Dish is on there, there's a, when you're building the workout on there, um, right. or you're clicking into the workout, it'll show you on there with an icon and kind of let you know where you need to have that machine. So the whole process is pretty smooth. It'll walk you through everything just to make sure that you're taking the proper steps and it'll kind of let you know exactly what you need to do um, with each one of those workouts. So like you said, you have the, you have the shot locator, you have the detail uh, description, and then you also have the video that's going to help you walk through exactly what you need to do as a player. I mean, so I, again, just my personal opinion. These are the. This, I, I was just out at coaching. I was just out of coaching you in Vegas, um, which was held at Joe's place, 
And I think I saw half of the Golden Nuggets were working out there. J.R. Smith was – I mean, these the, – and Drew, obviously, if you know anything about trainers, Drew Hanlon's the real deal. I mean, these guys – the guys you have on here, if you Google, you'll find out. They're the real deal. These are these are guys oh, yeah. that know what they're talking about. These You did not go find Joe Schmo at the corner to do your workouts. So that – Oh. <laughs> personally, yeah. No, no way. I mean, we, 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 uh, we wanted to get the best of the best. And, yeah. and like I said, all these guys have our machines. Um, they're working out NBA players, overseas players, you know, college players, the best of the best. Uh, they're yes. in their gym and, and they're working on our machines. And, you know, they believed in, you know, our machines and what we're doing. And obviously we believed in their expertise and their knowledge and the things that they bring to, to the basketball world. And we're very fortunate to, to have partnered with them and have them, you know, be hosted on our training management site and be a part of what we're doing at Dr. Dish. And it's just a valuable resource. We wanted to bring that expertise, that pro training to every gym you know, in the world. We wanted right. players that would usually never have access to Drew Hanlon workouts or coaches never have access to, you know, some of these different workouts we have on there. We wanted them to have that with our system. Um, and so we're very fortunate to work with these guys. And like you said, um, you know, especially Drew Hanlon, this, this guy's working with, you know, all the best talent in the NBA right now. I mean, guys are knocking on his door to, to get in the gym. So we're just for, fortunate to have, you know, guys like him on board and, and continue to get, you know, these new workouts, um, you know, that he's pushing out and, and building them around our systems. So, okay. So two things, first of all, um, what are, we'll come back to that. I have two questions. I'm figuring out which one to ask first. So first of all, I was talking to Nick the other day. I said, I said, Nick, the only issue I have with Dr. Dish is you got to be able to put more than one kid on the machine. I said, you have to figure out how to do that and track it. You know what I mean? So right. if I, if I've, so I said, you got to get your, you got to get your programmers on this in the next year or so. But the, the only issue I had was I said, I want Johnny and Sam on the machine and I want to be able to track both of them. So you need to figure a right. way that we can do that. That's the only issue. Otherwise, it's the best thing ever invented. But that we got to be able to do that because then I can get more kids, more reps. I can get more machines, all that kind of stuff. Um, so oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, you know what I can tell you about that is this: is you know, from you have one of our, our original models. Yep, um, I do. That came out. One thing with with us and our company is we're constantly innovating. We're constantly listening to what coaches are saying. Um, that are pain points that are things that they wish that a machine could do. And I can yep. tell you, um, you know, that included in some other things we're constantly working on, we're looking into. And, um, you know, I, I hope um, here, hopefully in the, in the soon future that we'll have some functionality like that. Cause I know as a trainer and a player myself, how valuable that could be. So, um, right. you know, and I think the we're always machine, working on the back end. That's yeah, sure. I know you're always working on the back. Any business is never done. The old machine kind of, um, if, if anybody saw it, if you, it was almost like a hydraulic arm. If you put your arm in there, it would break your arm. I swear to God, the old machine. <laughs> um, so, but, but it, it chewed up. It, it, what I loved is it, it, it tended to chew up my balls because we'd use it so much. Well, the new one is literally like it's, it, the, it's the softest touch. I mean, it's more like a true pass. The, the, um, yeah. the change from the last one to this one has been, I don't even know what it would be like from it'd be uh, yeah it'd be like going from the VHS tape to the DVD maybe that big of an improvement um or maybe, oh yeah yeah DVD to to high def kind of thing it was a huge improvement um so then yeah, yeah the next movement is going to be going from high def to 4k yes 
Won't be a lot. <laughs> right. It will we're be gonna, a little You know bit. what? We're never, we're never satisfied. I can tell you that much. And, you know, we listen. You know, they, coaches complain, hey, you know, my younger players, it's hard for them to set up the machine. So what we did is we made it lighter so that we could move oh, yeah. it around the court. Yeah. You know, we made up the, the net setup and everything so much easier, the programming. You know, everything, you know, the, from our competitors, the, the ball toggle, like the little things really do matter when it comes right. to using yes. the machine and getting yes. players on it. And we're constantly adding, we're constantly changing, we're constantly trying to innovate and make it the best so that, like you said, it's not just an individual machine. It's a machine that you can use for small group training. It's a machine that you can use in practice before, after, during, in the right. off season, in the preseason, yeah. whatever the case may be. So that's, that's it, definitely the goal. It's, sure. uh, it's, uh, the, the thing about the machine, too, is it doesn't, like the old machine, and maybe it's because ours is old, um, you know, it's probably 10 years old, maybe, I don't even know if it's that old, but it, it's at least eight. Um, it, it, the balls would get caught once in a while. Well, what you did was what was so innovative is basically it still has the net, but once it reached a certain point, it's basically metal at that point, and it pops down to the machine. It never gets caught. I, I, I've had it for four months. It hasn't, it hasn't snagged once. Like I put five balls in there, and it doesn't be just because of the way. Yeah, your engineers are unbelievable. I don't know. Keep them. Yeah, they, they yeah. do it. They, you know what? And, and I, I appreciate you giving them a shout out because they do a heck of a job. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they're they're constantly <laughs> listening to you know I I I have the opportunity to use the machine all the time in a million different situations in a million different ways and you know for me I'm constantly giving those guys feedback of like this is what's happening this is what what I'm seeing and as a player right. I would like this or I would like that and we're constantly you know trying to navigate through all that and saying okay what would be best for you know people and right. for us is is where we want to make that experience great. You know, back in the day when I used older shooting machines and stuff, you know, when I got frustrated as a player or it didn't work out, I kind of just said, hey, I don't want to do it anymore. Right. And I was losing an opportunity to get a lot of reps up and, and, and be a better player. And now me being retired, I don't have to get, you know, I don't have to get in the gym and get a million shots up if I don't want to. But guess what? Right. I do. And right. the reason why I do is because I absolutely love it. And I do wish that, you know, four or five years ago, I was using a Dr. Dish you know, consistently in my basketball career, or I was training using it because, you know, to be honest with you, if, if I was, I might not even be here talking right. with you, uh, you know, on this podcast. I, I might be making a little bit more money. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, you know, honestly, my training wasn't as efficient as it could be. Right. Um, and I wasn't always excited to get in the gym. I, you know, I've been play, playing basketball for 20 plus years, and it is a grind. It is hard. And right. like I said, that's one of the cool things about the machine is it builds that excitement. You know, even for college and professional players, they're excited to get on and try new things and do new things and challenge themselves and see their trends over time and see how they compare, you know, now from three months ago. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and for me as a former player, a trainer, a guy that's done coaching, all that type of stuff, I mean, I see where it fits in in every single way. Um, and I, I really wish I would have found out or knew about it, you know, a lot earlier. Right. What, uh, what workout – Give me a couple of your favorite workouts that I can, I'm literally going to take my son in the next 45 minutes to the gym. So give me a couple of the, the either Dr. Dish workouts, which there are like 70, I don't even know how many there are of that, or the other ones. What, what, give me like three or four favorite ones. Well, on there we have um, one that I really like um, is our five-star shooting. Okay, um, yeah. And the reason why I like the, the five-star shooting one is, is, um, with our machines, you can custom customize location. So you, it's not a sprinkler pattern only. Like you can get guys moving or girls yeah. moving across the court in a lot of different ways. And okay. so for players moving left to right, side to side, and putting a 
you know, um, um, a unique goal on that is, is, is pretty difficult. So I would suggest doing that five star just because it's working on a lot of different things, getting the player moving side to side is a great way to challenge them. Um, you know, I really do, I really, really do enjoy, you know, all of the individual, um, you know, moves and whatnot that our trainers bring, you know, Jordan Lolly has, um, a lot of cool stuff with his rhythm step. He has a lot of stuff in there where he's working on small things that are going to help you with, you know, um, going into your shot. So right. there's like a really cool one drag, called the jab replacement. Yeah, all all of that good stuff. And what okay. it does is it really helps you focus on that those quick twitch muscles. It really focuses on being efficient with catching the basketball and then making a hard move or catching the basketball, you know, turning your head or whatever it is, situations that you'll have in the game. And so okay. I would definitely check out all of his workouts are great. The last one I would say is, you know, Joe Bundesar, like I said, the multi-cut stuff is huge. You know, a lot of younger players, they want to just do all the individual. Is there you know, one specific one you like for Joe? It's like there's back pedal, central trail pop, corner to corner, curl shot, elbow to elbow, I like, pop to wing. I like the, I, I like the curl shot um, okay. because that's a, that's, a, that's a motion that a lot of, of, of it's a common motion that you're going to see in a game. And then also with plays, a lot of the stuff in there that he does, like I said, the curl cut is one. It's just opportunities within a regular system or a regular play that awesome. coaches do. If you start with two down, two up, if you start four out, one in, and you start to move around and you're setting screens, those are actions that you're going to get within it. So for me, that's one of the, my favorite ones to do because it's a great way for a player to, once again, practice on that, that, that um, habitualness of it. Right. And then also they get used to moving in that in that certain way. Okay, so uh, I know you got to go, Coach, here real quick. But what? Um, uh, oh, no, I for- totally forgot what I, I had a, a, a senior moment there. I was going to ask you a question about Joe's thing. Um, ah, I forgot. <laughs> all right, that's all right. <laughs> it's, it's just a senior moment. I was thinking something. Um, so yeah. So how would you how would you do how would you do? Um, these workouts with the professionals are obviously different than I remembered the Dr. Dish ones. Um, you know what? It seems like there's a wide range of ability of, uh, of, of available things. Like, you know, you might have a seventh grader that's as good as a ninth grader. How do they, how do you pick which ones you do with which kids? Like, let's say a coach comes in and see, I'm looking at all these and there's like, there's over a hundred workouts in here. And I, you know, I know where my son is and I'm, coach for 30 years so I can probably figure out what he needs to work on but let's say someone else does that how do they figure out it's it's a little overwhelming in the sense there's a lot of different things have you thought of breaking up into different levels like here's a youth workout here's a high school workout here's a junior and I know each kid is at a different level um but yeah just a thought yeah, yeah. So what what we have on there is there's different um, toggles that you can click on. So you can click on, um, you know, the the beginner, intermediate, and advanced level. So oh, all I the see workouts. That. Oh, I didn't even see up, that up on top. Yeah. The okay, yeah. Yeah. So, so on the do- on the doctor disc side of the workouts, we yep. have essentially all the workouts that we have in there have three different levels, and on those three le- different levels, uh, you know, the tempo of yes. it will slow down depending on the level, the amount of makes, the amount of drills in there will change a little bit. So if you're a younger player, I I would start out with the beginner workouts and just see kind of where you're at. If, if you're, if you're hitting your goals and it doesn't seem like it's challenging you, I'd move up to the intermediate and so on and so forth. But as a, as a coach or a trainer or player, what I would do is I would say, Hey, once again, what are the things that we need to work on? What are some things that you want to work on as a player? Is it a one dribble pull up? We have that in there. 
Right. So is that is it multi-cut? We have that in there. Is it you know streak shooting? Is it side-to-side conditioning shooting? You know, you can also select the different toggles on the other skills outside of shooting that you want to work on. So say you have a player that um, is struggling with ball handling. We have ball handling focused workouts around shooting. So now you're working on different ball handling moves. After you hit your shooting goals, you're going directly into just only ball handling. And then you might go into free throws after that. So all the workouts out there vary depending on what the different skills that players want to work on even outside of shooting as right. well. So if yeah. you got a player that it needs to work on their conditioning, we have different different con- shooting conditioning drills that will add in, you know, some sprints that'll add in some agility drills, all that good stuff. So it's really diagnosing as uh, as a coach or a parent what your player needs to work on, and then just going through our system and checking out all the cool stuff that we have. Yeah, as I, far like as the, our pro I like the toggle. Whatnot, I never saw the toggle. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of stuff in there. And, you know, on our end with Dr. Dish, we have a, you know, customer service department where if a coach or a player has any questions or concerns, they can call in, they can ask questions, they can get, you know, an online tutorial, demo. Um, we're always, you know, here as a resource to help the, put, uh, the players, the coaches, the trainers navigate through our system and maximize the usage of their machine and their time. And so we're always here if there's any questions or or things that you know they're looking for, we'll help out with that. No, no questions asked. Yeah, the 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 customer service has been great. I mean, I don't remember some somebody's been reaching out to us nonstop. I basically have kind of handed her off through my assistant who kind of runs our workouts. But um, yeah, it's been great. I'm all right, Coach. I'm gonna let you go because I know you have uh you have other things you got to get done today. But I appreciate <laughs> you coming on. Well, you know what? It's it's been a blast. I always love talking hoops uh, with other people that know the game as well. So I definitely appreciate you having me on. And, uh, you know, everybody out there listening, make sure you check out Dr. Dish. We want to be a resource for you. All right. Thanks, Coach. Bye. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Again, if you have any questions on Dr. Dish um, or any questions for for anybody over at Dr. Jet Dish or for Jefferson, let me know. We will we will connect the two of you and um, yeah, so we can do that. That's the first thing. Second thing is make sure you subscribe and like, and then go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. They, thanks, thanks, and um, we got to again remember tomorrow we'll have we'll have some some input from me. But then on Friday, remember high school hoops is coming up this Friday. Every Friday. Um, Coach Jake and I are going to sit together and we're going to talk about basketball. And I think this week is picking an offense. So make sure that you you tune in for that. Talk to you soon. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.